Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Good morning, everybody. I am so delighted to be bringing you the word today. In a few weeks, we're going to be meeting back together again. But until then, we're doing it through the screen. So uh, I just want to start this morning with Psalm 100. It's such an amazing piece of scripture. And it says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing and know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. I love that. Just such a beautiful piece of scripture saying at any point of time, we can enter into the presence of God when we enter in with thanksgiving and praise. Can I encourage you to posture yourself with thankfulness and praise. Let the praise of God always be on your lips. Be thankful for everything that he's done. The word says every good and perfect gift comes to us from our Father in heaven. God is good. And uh, I love the word of God. I love that it brings life. It brings light. It directs us. It corrects us. It, it positions us for victory in life. And so I want to encourage you to have ears to hear this morning this word. A few weeks, sorry, a few months ago, I, I preached a message called The Responsibility of All Believers. And my two main points in that message were that, that as believers, Christ's followers, it's our responsibility to grow and to go. Let me say that again. As believers in Christ, Christ followers, disciples of Jesus, it's our responsibility to grow and to go. And the reality is when we enter into faith and we enter into relationship with Jesus Christ, we don't really know what we're doing uh, or supposed to do or how to talk or how to pray. But as time goes on, it's our responsibility to learn the ways of God and to grow in him. So I want to touch on this again today in light of two scriptures, John 10.10 and Proverbs 29.11. John 10.10 says the devil comes only to steal, kill and destroy. And then it says, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly, Jesus speaking. So the devil's mission, his only mission, purpose, passion, and agenda in life is to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jeremiah 29, 11 goes on to say, or not goes on to say, just says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. So the possibility of life and life more abundantly is exist. And it's not even a, a possibility, it's a promise of God. But what we need to realize is that we face a battle every day of our life. There is an enemy who is real, who is opposing us. There is a God in heaven, the Almighty, who is for us. And we need to grow in the ways of God to be able to step into the promises of God. And, uh, you know, both my brothers recently have had babies, beautiful little boy, little girl, and they are gorgeous little bundles of joy. Uh, and they sleep, they feed, they cry, they poop, they need to be dressed, they need to be bathed. But this won't last forever. 
It'll last for a while, but not forever. While they can't do things for themselves, their parents do it for them. I was down the beach this morning and I was watching an amazing dad with his young child, maybe two or three years old. And after they had a swim, dad dried the little boy and then he dressed the little boy and he put shoes and socks on the little boy. But again, this won't last forever. I remember my dad doing that for me, but he doesn't do it for me. Now, if he did, it would probably be a little weird, uh, but it, it stopped when I could do it for myself, I had to learn how to do it for myself. And uh, in our house right now, we've got a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, and an almost 18-year-old. And it's not bathing and bathing and feeding and dressing. And it's, it's 10 to 8, get up, you're going to be late for school. They have to do for themselves what we've taught them over time. And you know what? It's, it's the same as believers. As I said, we enter into Christ, we come to faith, but we're spiritual infants. We don't know what we should do. Our language is still a little rough. Our, our actions are still a little extreme and we need to temper the way we do life. But God in his graciousness and his mercy always creates space for us to walk a journey of development and growth, but it's up to us. And in Hebrews 5, starting in verse 12, it says this. It says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's work all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not uh, acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to to distinguish good from evil. I love that. Uh, But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. We can train ourselves in the ways and things of God to distinguish, distinguish between good and evil. And as, as believers, we're in this constant Proverbs 29, John 10, 10 battle. And a lot of the time, I think we enter into battle undressed or vulnerable because we haven't allowed ourselves to progress from milk to meat, to go from being fed and having everything done for us to doing it for ourselves, to learning the ways of God and walking in those ways. And 1 Peter 5, 8 says this, it says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Be, be, be um, sober, be vigilant, walk around knowing that we have an enemy that is against us. In James 1, um, 22, it says, be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving yourselves. I want to encourage you, don't just pray to God. Don't just read the word. Pray to God and listen to what he says. Read the word and take it as instruction for how you can do life well. Apply it to your life where it says, uh, don't, don't fight evil with evil. Turn the other cheek. Be gracious. Be generous. Forgive. Do exactly what the word says and watch how your life turns around. The main scripture I have for this morning is Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10. And it says this, it says, a final word, be strong 
in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to these things, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil and put on the salvation as your helmet. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion and stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for believers and everywhere. I love this. We are in a colossal battle. We have an enemy that comes from the pit of hell, but we have God Almighty that sits high as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and says, though the enemy comes against you, be self-controlled and alert. I've given you what you need to, to, to thwart the attacks of the enemy and to walk strong in life. Just clothe yourself in me. If I can encourage you anything today, press into God. Seek God. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, you'll find me when you seek for me, when you seek for me with all of your heart. I want to encourage you today to give all of yourself to God, to give your mind, to give your will, to give your emotions, to give your dedication to the God of heaven. And again, watch what he will do. Our growth and development in life, our progression is is a personal one. And it requires us to make a decision of this is what I'm going to do. I am going going to put on the belt of truth. I'll be a truth teller. I won't be someone that lies and cheats and manipulates. I'm going to be someone that tells the truth. I I will walk in righteousness. Romans says that we're made righteous by our faith in Christ. So you don't even have to do anything. You just have to say, Jesus, I believe. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to walk in your ways. I believe. Be a peacemaker. You know, put up the shield of faith. Uh, walk knowing I am saved. Jesus Christ went to the cross so that I am reconciled to the Father in heaven. Pick up the sword of the Spirit. Read your word. Wield your word. Use your word. Declare the word and, and create the future that you're going to enjoy in days to come and pray in the Spirit. What I love about praying in the Spirit is, is the Spirit intercedes on our behalf. Our spirit talks to the Spirit of God. And when we don't know what to pray and we don't know what to say and we don't know what to do anymore, we can pray in the Spirit and God hears the cries of our heart. You know, uh, for me, uh, just talking about being dressed and clothed and that being a requirement of myself as a mature adult, for me this week marks two years since I had my bilateral hip replacements. Uh, And it was a big procedure and there was a big recovery period. I had a lot of physical training. I had a lot of um, physiotherapy. And it was about a two to three month uh, period of recovery. I was in a walking frame. I had compression socks. And if I'm honest with you, most of the time I made my way around the house in a set of compression socks, some underpants and a shirt. I had my trusty walking frame. And if I got out of bed, I made my way down the hall, about 10 meters to the, to the lounge room. 
I'd spend a few hours there, I'd come back and I'd lay down again and simply recover. Well, one day while I'm sitting on my recliner chair, I hear a knock on the door, which wasn't um, uncommon. Uh, Delivery drivers would often come, put a parcel on on the doorstep, knock and then leave. So I thought, all right, well, I'll give them five seconds, they'll leave and I'll make my way up. So I I get out of my chair and I'm walking up the hall with my recliner, with my head down. And when I'm about halfway, I look up and there's a young girl at the end of the the, uh, corridor holding a hamper in her hands. I was halfway there. So even if I turned around, I I was halfway there, I was halfway back. But I felt vulnerable. I felt undressed. I felt, what do I do now? I thought, well, it's just a delivery driver, so I'll get to the door. I'll say thank you. But when I got to the door, the young lady there said, uh, Pastor Christian, Pastor Andrew wanted me to give this to bless you and your family. And at that point, I felt even more vulnerable and more underdressed. And I think it can be like that with us as believers when we don't allow ourselves to grow in God and mature in his ways. We can feel vulnerable at certain moments and certain points in time. We can feel underdressed and I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to put on the full armor of God every day to walk in strength, to walk in truth, to walk in vision and to walk knowing that God walks right beside you. You know, I I, I want to bring us a few quick points this morning on how we can walk out our faith clothed as we should be. And the first thing is this, is be courageous. In your faith, be courageous. You've accepted Christ into your life. Now just accept his ways and walk courageous towards the future and everything calls you to. In, Je- in, in Joshua 1, it says, Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. I want you to rise. I want you to rise in my ways. I want you to rise and see what I am about to show you. And I want you to be bold and courageous. Don't worry about those who are against you. Don't worry about what's happening around you. I'm going to cause you to lead my people into the promised land. And I want to encourage you as you as you rise in boldness and confidence, God will use you to lead others into their promised land, to lead others into breakthrough, into a new day. And I declare a new day upon us as the church. And I am excited that together we get to rise and walk towards that future in Jesus Christ. The second thing is this, be connected. So firstly, be courageous, but then secondly, be connected. In John 15, it says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Abide in me and I in you and you will bear much fruit. Jeremiah 29, 11 again says, I've got good plans for you to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. But that, that, that prospering and not harming is always found in connection to Jesus Christ. Matthew 6 says, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all the these things shall be added unto you. You don't have to seek promotion. You don't have to seek possessions. You don't have to seek material things. If you seek the God of heaven, you will have what you need when you need it. And God's goodness, grace, and mercies will abound in your life. The third thing is this. So the first thing is be courageous. The second thing is be committed, uh, be connected. And the third thing is be committed. This is a marathon, not a sprint. When we accepted Christ into our life, we said, for for the rest of my days, I will walk with you, Lord. I accept you as my Lord and Savior, but I want to encourage you through the good, through the bad, through the storms, 
through the plain sailing, through the mountaintops, through the valleys. Be committed to being who you are. You are a Christ follower. You're a disciple. You're a chosen one, set apart and, and anointed of heaven. And I want to encourage you, commit to your commitments. Commit to God. Commit to the word. Commit to prayer and commit just to putting one foot in front of the other every day in faith. I'm excited that I'm not who I used to be. I've got a long way to go and I'm still transforming into the image of God. But the more I look to God, the more I look to Jesus, the more I start to look like Jesus. And and again, in God, in his graciousness has allowed me to change over time. I want to encourage you to be committed to the process of change that can only happen through the power of God and the Holy Spirit on our lives. Let me finish with this today. And I hope this has blessed you. But in Colossians 3, starting in verse 1, it says this. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to the earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in your life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices and put on a new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of the creator. It goes on then to say, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patient. You're not who you used to be. You are a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians says, anybody that is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And because you're a new creation, because you're empowered of heaven, backed by God himself, you can, you can clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. And if our world needs anything right now, it's salt and light. Christians who do exactly that, who show compassion, who are kind, who are gentle, who are patient, and who are loving. Church, we love you. We can't wait to meet back together in person in a few weeks' time. And I want to pray a blessing over you this morning. I hope this word has blessed you as we enter into a time of worship. Maybe just let these thoughts bounce around in your mind and just allow yourself to be touched by the Spirit of God. But Heavenly Father, I pray right now that your word would take root in our heart and our soul, that we would grow through this. We would allow ourselves to be touched by you, to to change our ways, to see you and the life that you have for us and see that it is good. Father, I pray the blessing of heaven over every individual, every family, every life in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.